أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Respected Amir Jamaat Ahmadiyya USA Dear brothers, dear sisters and respected guests who are attending this 71st Jalsa Ahmadiyya Jamaat. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. I'd like to begin my speech today with a story which Hazrat Muslim Maur, may Allah be pleased with him, would often narrate about a young man who had the habit of wasting his father's money on his friends all the time. He says he's always kept the company of a group of people who praised and flattered him. And they wasted money day and night. His father constantly told him, son, they're just selfish young men who indulge you in flattery. They do not have real love for you, so do not squander your wealth on them. The young man never heeded his father's advice and responded, they are my true friends, O oh dad. The father then asked him a question, son, how is it possible that you have gained so many friends in life while I have only one single close friend? Why do you have a large gathering of friends around you all the time? For a long time, the young man paid no heed, attention to his father's advice. So one day the father said, if you don't believe me, then conduct a trial and test your friends. The son asked, how do I test my friends? The father said, go to everyone's home and tell them your father has put you out from his house and barred you from all of his wealth. And then request him, please provide me some money so I may arrange a sound livelihood. Listening to that, the son went forth to every friend's home and told them that his father had turned him out of the house and relayed a message through a, and relayed that can they give him the money as he required. One friend relayed a message to a servant that he was sick and regretted that he could not meet him at that very time. Another offered the excuse that they had the money but had just given it to someone that same day. All the rest offer similar excuses, blatantly false and obviously weak. The young man returned home empty-handed and said to his father that what you have been saying to me has been proven true. No one of my so-called friends helped me. No one was his real friend. The father then said, now let me show you my one friend. 
The father took his son to the wilderness on the outskirts of the town. He reached the house and called out the owner. And a voice came from inside, who is it? The father announced his name and the voice from inside the house said, okay. And then the son and the father stood there for a half an hour and no one came outside the house. The son finally said to the father, you see, your friend turned out to be just like my friends. The father said, wait a minute, hold on, just wait a moment. Don't be impatient. You will see soon why it has taken him so long to come outside the house. Just a few minutes later, the father's friend came out holding the hand of his wife. He had a sheath on one side and a sword in his hand. And he said, pardon me, my friend. You came at midnight and I have been delayed since you knocked at the door. I assume you must have come at midnight for some serious reason. I thought maybe you're in trouble and have come to me for help. With this thought, I grabbed my sword because I'd use that to help you. Then I thought that perhaps, even though you are a billionaire, even a billionaire can have financial problems and need any money they can get. I had collected four to five hundred dollars penny by penny throughout my life and had put it in a bag and buried it. I dug up the bag from the ground and retrieved it. I further delayed because thinking that maybe your wife is not well and perhaps you need someone to tend to her, so I awoke my wife and brought her with me. So all of these three things, my friend, are at your disposal. Tell me now, how can I be of help? The father then turned to his son and said, son, these are the ones who are your true friends in life. Brothers and sisters, this is a story, but it has a profound lesson for all of us to stop and reflect in this day and age as we are surrounding ourselves with those who are flattering and praising, those who are telling us that we are the ones who are the best in the class, the best in the business. We are surrounding ourselves with people through our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter account. We're getting more and more friends, and we are being proud that we have a huge number of friends. But look at the message of this father. Do we have that one friend who will stand by us in the thick of the moment, in the moment of need? That friend who will come with a sword, with a bag of gold, with a person to amend and help our needy ones to come back to health? This is the question we must seek out in this day and age when everyone is surrounding themselves by these who flatter and plays them, so-called friends. In the course of human history, there are many, many examples of blessed and fortunate ones who found the ultimate friend, Al-Wali, God the creator who is the friend, the helper, the protector, the provider, and the guide in times of need. They are the Anbiya, the prophets of God. They are the Awliya, the friends of God. And in the Quran, it talks about such great friends and says, that Allah took Abraham as his special friend. Again, the Torah mentions that Moses, the Prophet Musa was a chosen one by God. And the Bible calls Jesus, Hazrat Isa a son of God, one who is 
reflecting the qualities of God and has a very near relation to Him. All of these terms, all of these expressions are a symbol of the close relation that these individuals and their people, their followers, who are also chosen ones and friends and sons and daughters of God, based on relationship. It is in this sense that the greatest of all who were chosen by God, Al-Mustafa, Al-Mujtaba, the one who was the best of all mankind, Sayyidu Wulde Adam, the chief of all mankind, and the one who was the most dearest friend, as mentioned in the Holy Quran, was Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In Surah Najm, chapter 53 of the Quran, verse 9 to 10, it states, ثُمَّ دَنَا فَتَدَلَّى وَقَانَ قَابَ قَوْسَيْنِ أَوْ أَدْنَى Then he, that is the Holy Prophet Muhammad drew very near to God. Then he came down to mankind so that he became, as it were, one cord between two bows. This is a beautiful expression in the Holy Quran talking about that very close, the most near expression of closeness, unparable love between God and the Holy Prophet Muhammad Arabs would say as a tradition, meaning there is very close relation between these two people. And in their traditions, it mentions that when two Arabs would come together and form a bond of friendship, they would take their bow and arrow and put them together so that the, the arrow would have one string and they would put a arrow in that string and pull and shoot it to signify that now they stand as one in harmony and unity and affinity and to strike one is to strike the other. The help of one is now obligated upon the other. This is the spirit the Quran is now saying that God is saying he is the one whose bow I have attached to mine, whose string we are like one and you will challenge him as if you are challenging me. You want to see me, you should see him. This is the unique relationship which no other prophet ever walked on this earth, no other human being has lived, has been attained by the Prophet Muhammad Describing this exalted stage of friendship with Allah Almighty, Hazrat Masih says, the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, ascended toward God and approached as near to him as was possible and acquired all the perfections of nearness and partook fully of the heavenly station. Then he leaned back down toward earth. It means that in one night he was sitting, sleeping in the Kaaba and in a grand vision God lifted him up to heaven and showed him wonders that are indescribable. At this point, the Holy Prophet then re-ascended back down to the earth and he began to show love for humankind to bring us back up to that heavenly stage that he had acquired. That was his mercy and love for humankind. Prophet says, he arrived at the point of perfection on one side in love of God and on the other side in love of mankind and became the case of one cord between two bows. Further, he said, it is my experience that the godly attain such a high rank in their nearness to God, a divine complexion wholly and perfectly covers the traces of their human existence. This may be like the example of fire, 
which engulfs iron to the extent that apparently nothing but fire is visible. The iron becomes blazing red hot, and you look at the iron, look at the fire, you cannot see the difference of the two. He said at that time, without prayer, without even praying or supplicating to God, such a person performs actions which possess the characteristics of divinity. The words they say, they speak, are fulfilled exactly as they state. There is clear mention in the Holy Quran of such occurrences as a result of which the words and actions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. For example, in the Quran it says, Ma rameta is rameta, it was not you, O Prophet of God, who threw, when you threw, but it was God Almighty who threw. Surah Al-Furqan, chapter 25, verse 8. When did this happen? We know the scene. It was the Battle of Badr. Leaving his tent and approaching the field where the army of the Meccans had come to attack the, the Muslims in Medina, the Holy Prophet scooped a handful of dust from the ground of pebbles and cast them forth toward that army, and suddenly a raging windstorm erupted and blinded and disoriented the army of the Meccans and caused the Muslims to have advantage in that point. The same thing happened when Moses took his staff and struck the Red Sea and the Red Street opened up. It was at that point that rod of Moses became the rod of God. And in these cases, we see over and over again, Prophet says, the miracle of the splitting in the moon when the Prophet pointed his finger to the heaven and it seemed as if the moon had split in two. Likewise, he would cure a number of people just by taking the saliva from his, from his mouth and wiping the eye of his companion and his beloved cousin, nephew, Hazrat Ali, and cure him of a disease. All of these things are signs of how God becomes Qaba Qawsain between a man and a human being. Bring a this is something where when God becomes our friend, then we reflect the qualities of that friend in our life. The promise I had then. It is here that the Prophet Islam once said, if you become mine, the world will be yours. Brothers and sisters, this is a message for us in this day and age. What I began talking about was Abraham and Moses and Jesus and other great prophets of God. The greatest of all was Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. But right now, our nation, our world is looking and saying, where is that man of God now who has al-wali in their life? Who, according to your tradition, says, when al-wali is in your life, O people, he becomes our eyes. He becomes our hands, our tongue, our limbs. We wish something and it's granted. We pray something and it's accepted. We are attacked by an enemy and he becomes our protector. They want to see a living example in this day and age of what we talk about in scripture a hundred, two hundred thousands of years ago. Prophet says to us again, if we become gods, God will become ours and will be that wali for us. It is in this sense that the Prophet says that he is 
feeling so proud in this day and age that God chose him to be his wali because he loved God from the depth of his heart and loved his prophet Muhammad from the depth of his heart. It is in this sense that he then became that blessed example in this day and age to show us once again how God protects those whom he chooses, he befriends, he loves as if we are one cord between two bows. It happened in a time that the Hindus in India, the Arya Samaj, one of them objected to the verse of the Holy Quran that said that Hazrat Ibrahim, Prophet Abraham, was cast into fire and he was saved from it. They said that this goes against all the laws of nature. It's not possible to happen. The beloved companion of the promised ayah, Hazrat Mawlana Nurdin, he gave the example that this is not a literal expression. It means that the fire of opposition, the fire of hatred. And so some of the companions who heard this, they liked that argument to silence his critics. Upon hearing this, the Messiah was not pleased with this answer. And he replied that this no need to make these kind of explanations. He said, the time of Abraham is gone and is a thing of the past, but we are now present in the world. We are now out the friends of Al-Wali. We are the awliya of Allah. Don't worry about what happened to Abraham or anything else right now, he says. If someone were to throw me into the fire, by the grace of God, the flames shall go call on us as well. Then explained. He explained that no human being at this time has fathomed all the secrets of nature. They can say that, yes, this cannot happen. God cannot do this thing. Because all the things we have learned today in the past was ridiculed, including the earth being round. Including this earth now being round was ridiculed at one point in life. And so many things of science have come to, to light. He's saying to us that this is a truth that we should never believe that God can call a fire to be cool. There are people now who call fire walkers. You can look them up, Google them. They walk across a hot bed of a blazing fire and they get to the end and they feel they've accomplished something great in life. That being the case, Promise I explained that his mission was not to be like a juggler or a magician who gives this kind of exhibition of lighting a fire and then walking across it without suffering any burn. For he said that would be like an audacious and foolish testing of the power of God Almighty. I'm not saying we should go out of this jalsa and start walking across blazing coals or throw ourselves in the fire to prove to anybody that I am a friend of God Almighty and he's my wali. He is saying that if the opponents will cast us in fire, then God will show that he is with us and will cause those flames to be cooled. And this is happening in so many cases, not just the literal, but also the figurative, the opposition that Jamaat has been facing 
And so many of us have gone through those raging flyers and come out safe after this 130-some years of Jamaat Ahmadiyya. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. On one side of the promise, I was very confident in this point. And thus, Hazrat Mulvi Abdul Karim relates that on one occasion when the police came to investigate the death of Lake Ram, Pandit Lake Ram, a Hindu who was a violent and vicious and cruel critic, opponent of not just the Prophet but of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. Filthy and abusive, insulting language he always would use. But when he died, according to a prophecy of Prophet the police came to investigate and came to his home. It stated that Hazrat Mir Nasir Nawab Sahib, Allah be pleased with him, went to the Prophet in great anxiety and concern in the situation. In fact, they said he was so upset and so worried he could barely speak. He said, a police officer has arrived with handcuffs and a warrant to arrest you. At that moment, Prophet was sitting down and working on a manuscript, his book, Noodle Quran. And quite cool and calm, composed look. He looked up and he smiled and said, Mirsab, people put on bangles of gold and silver on occasions of joy. We shall assume that they put this on, that they have put on bracelets of steel, that they are our bracelets of gold. No! a slight pause, he then continued and told Mirsab this, and this is the sign of that man who lived amongst us, for whom we are his followers and disciples, who we should be those friends like he was a friend of God. He said, but rest assured that this shall not be. The government of God is conducted in wisdom. And in the case of his own appointed messengers, he does not allow such things to bring them to disgrace. He said, God declares that whoever bears animosity with his wali is as if they are preparing war against God. He said, the friends of God are like the children of God. When a person opposes them, God's sense of honor is aroused. Friends of God are people who negate their self in God's way who forsake all personal desires and only follow what is God's will. Thus in a couple he says, from head to foot, that friend of mine lies in me concealed. That friend of mine lies in me concealed. Therefore, O oh, you who wish me ill, take care against me how you launch an attack. No! So many incidences which you can read and, and learn and understand in this day and age. We are so blessed and fortunate in this Jamaat. We have struck gold 
We have the diamond mine with us. We went deep into the oceans and pulled out the pearls. We have been given the gift in this day and age, but most Americans and people in the world are missing and lacking, and as a result, losing faith in God. We have a founder. We have a leader. And now we have a Khalifa who are blessing us to show us the living example of God al-Wali and the way he chooses his chosen ones to be the wali for us, that we have faith and follow those paths. In conclusion, I give these words of Hazrat Qutbusi al-Khamis, may Allah ever strengthen his hand. He says, God's connection with the Prophet with the community prevails to this very day. And it demonstrates to those who turn to God Almighty in complete sincerity that anyone can partake of nearness of God and become his wali. Let me say this again. Huzur is telling us that in this day and age, there are not just stories to read about in the Quran and the Bible and Torah and books of, of, of religion. He's saying again, any one of us can partake of the nearness of God and become God's wali. He says when Hazrat Mawlana Nuruddin was asked, what more can a person like him, who is so exceptional, gain from the bayat of the Messiah? This is the question that will be asked you. When you leave here and you say, I'm an Amity, please come join us and take this bayat, this allegiance. And someone will ask you, well, what advantage and benefit can I get by joining this community and of being a follower of this Messiah, the age? Hazrat Mawlana Nuruddin himself said this. He replied that there were many benefits, but one was that while previously I could have the blessing of seeing the Holy Prophet Muhammad in sleep in my dream, after taking bayat, I could now experience him while awake. He said one tremendous benefit of company of the Prophet Islam was that the love of the world had gone completely cold from his heart. These are two great blessings. One, the world goes closed, cold, we don't care about the world. And number two, we get so close to God, we rise up to that station of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and we become with him and link with him, with Al-Wali, and begin to see our beloved messenger, not while we're just asleep, even while we're awake. This, brothers and sisters, can be granted to us, and Azur said we should strive for it. In the end, we should pray. Azur prayed, may God open our eyes. May God open our eyes so that we should perceive that our God is really the beam on which all of our efforts, all of our support and sustenance lie. If that beam falls, can a small supporting stick and the rib of the roof maintain their position? So blessed are, are you for the man who realizes this is indeed one who is blessed. And the one who fails to understand this is indeed the one who understands the greatest secret of life. The prophet taught us to pray. I end with this prayer of the Holy Quran to become a friend now and ever. A prayer of Hazrat Dawood in the Quran. Muslim 
Oh, my creator of the heaven and the earth, you alone are my friend in this life and the world to come. So, oh, my friend, let me face death. Let me die. Let me leave this world in full submission to you as one of your true friends. And when I'm raised to life again, join me with those righteous friends, those blessed souls, those holy ones, our beloved messenger Muhammad his companions, his wives, his children, our Messiah, our Khulafa, all the beloved ones of ages past, may we be in their company and abide with them forever in the love and friendship of God.